Hello, this is Kerry Jones. As you know, I travel to different places each week in order to put together my syndicated travel programme, The Great Destinations Radio Show. And I thought it might be useful for you if I called into some radio stations and spoke to their bosses and picked their brains and then shared their successful ideas and initiatives. So I'm going to try and find and share inspiring stories about what's worked in sales, revenue raising, programming, PR or social media in radio elsewhere in the world. And then maybe you can steal those ideas. Today I'm in Traverse City in northern Michigan. It's a college town. It's quite quaint. Its main street has the look of a distinctly American western town. It's low rise and filled with arty shops and theatres and 14 microbreweries. Outdoorsy types holiday here and kayak or boat on Lake Michigan. It is an inland sea, 65 miles across, with beautiful sandy beaches. The lake is fringed by pine woods and vineyards. The town is isolated, four and a half hours motorway driving north of Detroit, the nearest big city. Traverse City has a population of just 15,000. The wider radio market, within an hour-long drive, contains around 140,000 people. But there's so much local radio because all radio is local. There aren't any national BBC equivalent services. There's no LBC or Union Jack or Heart. The dial's about full. You couldn't start a radio station without interfering with somebody else. So it's uh, so I would say that there's a fair 20 to 30 you know, radio stations active in Traverse City, depending on what your reception is uh, on the FM dial. And then there's AM as well. So all of those local stations are competing in a TSA, the same size of Wave 102 in Dundee, or North Devon, or Wessex FM in Dorchester and Weymouth, or Radio Carmarthenshire. On air here, there's five AC formats alone. There's also National Public Radio, which is a bit like 5 Live meets Radio 4, but also includes BBC localish regional news windows each hour. And there's an AM local news and talk station, I guess you could say their LBC-style service. I'm Joel Frank with your local news update on News Talk 580. This update's brought to you by Traverse Catholic Federal Credit Union, serving the growing community faithfully for 66 years, is welcoming new members, no faith restrictions. Visit on Veterans Drive, Traverse City, or at tcfedcu.org. The Mackinac Bridge Authority Board meeting this morning at 9 a.m. at the Mackinac. Uh, more on the bus driver we talked about yesterday, charged with three counts of criminal sexual conduct, second degree, identified now as 66-year-old Larry... There's country stations on air. There's also a brand-new six-music-like adult alternative service called Mitten. The North Michigan landmass resembles a glove. Artists and songs you won't hear anywhere else. All right, here we go. We're rolling. 106.3 and 101.5, The Mitten. The Mitten. There's nostalgia on AM, like Angel Radio here, and even an all-70s local station. Northern Michigan weather. Uh, dealing with flooding issues again today. May get a reprieve on that. Well, likely we will tomorrow, but today scattered rain showers continue. A little snow blowing around here and there across northern Michigan at this 36 hour. 36 in Bear Lake, 37 in Prudenville, 38 by the water in downtown Traverse City, high at Top Radio Center. It's 7 o'clock at the 70 station, 107.5 WCCW-FM Traverse City. I've come to the not-for-profit station at the Northwestern Michigan College. It's call letters, WNMC, reference that. It's not a student station, it's community radio. The education facility is the landlord and licensee. 
WNMC is in the basement of a student welfare building on the college campus. It has a single studio with lovely Electrovoice RE20 mics and they use Sam Broadcaster for automation. The studio is large and light, even though it's downstairs. The glass brick wall makes sure of that. Eric Hines is the only paid worker. He's station manager. In a minute, he'll explain how the station generates income. But first, I asked him to talk a little about the radio market he's in. Outside groups have bought some of the radio station groups up here. And most of them kept up with locally originated broadcasting, but some of them have started to pipe in stuff from some of their other uh, groups in other geographic locations. That seems to be the trend uh, in the industry, you know, to, to reduce costs. And now uh, the FCC just yesterday uh, passed a ruling that you don't have to maintain a studio in your, your city of license. And that studio had to be actually capable of broadcast. You couldn't just you know, make pretend. Where do you get your money and funding from? Uh, it's mostly small donors. Uh, we do have, you know, we have some folks who, who give a lot to the radio station and some businesses that give a lot, but it's local businesses and uh, local residents or people who vacation here or develop an attachment to Traverse City who, who tend to be the folks that are. Sometimes if we have a project going on, like building a new studio, we'll go out and sort of solicit foundations and stuff like that, but that's not uh, how we uh, sort of live day to day. It's mostly, you know, $100 donors, uh, out there who give year in and year out to keep the station going. There's hundreds of those. How much do you need to bring in each month to keep the lights on then? The, the budget for the entire station is about $100,000 a year. Um, so that includes me, uh, equipment, um, paying for rights, uh, software, um, stuff like, you know, and on and on and on, like all your usual business expenses. It's about $100,000. Um, and we raise... Usually about 70 during on-air fundraisers. We have two of those a year. We interrupt the normal flow of programming to directly solicit people who are listening to give. In many ways, it's a, a war of attrition with, uh, your, with the listener's patience and generosity um, and our uh, stamina. So we have to keep asking and asking and asking and asking. Sounds giving quite the phone intrusive. Numbers. Yes, it is. It is very intrusive. We try to keep it. We try to keep it to two a year, um, and other stations do it more. But it is so intrusive that I would hate to do any more than uh, the 18 days that we do now a year. So, do you set a target at the start of it so people know when you're going to stop asking for money? Yep, yep. Uh, I do not. We don't like to sort of. If we reach the goal before the end, we stop. Uh, but uh, we always have a stop date, and we always stop on that date, uh, regardless of whether we made the goal. So this time, actually, this la- latest one, just a couple of weeks ago, we didn't make the goal. So we've stopped. So now, you know, we've got to figure out why we didn't make it, you know, and, and sort of do a post-mortem on the drive. It was not a complete failure by any means, but we did not, we reached about 75% of our goal. So we've got to take a look at why. You know, is it something that we're doing? Is it just, you know, the general tenor of the times? What's going on? So, so how intense would that be on air? I mean, would you literally do nothing apart from play songs in every break, every link on the radio? Because I know you call them breaks here. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be begging for money? Yeah. Yep. I try to keep it away from begging, more giving reasons. Um, but uh, it sometimes, yeah, sometimes it devolves into begging. Because it is, it, it's really tough uh, to think of new things to say, new pitches to make, you know, um, and What's been the most successful? You know, the, the most successful thing is just asking. You know, there's there's a number of people. As soon as they hear the as soon as they hear the ask, they give. And there's premiums that we offer. You know, like little uh, 
gifts, tickets to things, uh, stuff like that. That seems to work. Also matching where uh, a business will put up $1,000, say, and say, like, you know, if you can, uh, if you can match this with listener donations, we'll give you the full 1000 Or if you only match, you know, 500 we'll give you 500 So that, you know, sort of having a, something at stake seems to get people to give. So there is something in it for the listener, apart from the continuation of the radio station. You, you will, what, have a, uh, tickets to a concert, say, and is it a case of the first person to give me 100 bucks gets these? Yeah, yeah, or, you know, T-shirts, or um, a lot of folks want to you know, sort of display their allegiance to the radio station, and we're happy to uh, help them out there. It's, it is a struggle. I wish this weren't the model, but it is. This is how uh, uh, public radio works in the United States. What do I get for my money if I'm an advertiser? If I run um, a, a brewery, there's enough in town. If I run a brewery <laughs> in town and I want to spend a thousand bucks with you, what can you do for me? Well, it's it's not advertising as you would hear on a commercial station. So uh, you hear commercial advertising is generally loud, brash. The underwriting announcements are usually about 25 seconds long. And it's like WNMC is brought to you with the support of Boscadel Vineyards and Lake Leelanau. That's actually a spot. So this is the concept of underwriting. It's a yep. bit like sponsorship on air in the UK. But are there, are there things you can't do? Can you not use adjectives and superlatives? Yeah, exactly. You can't, uh, uh, so comparative language, they call it. So you can't say, you know, best beer in Traverse City or anything like that. Or you, you can describe what somebody might serve, let's say, steak. But you couldn't call it, you know, the best steak or award-winning steak. Anything that would seem to be comparing their products to competitors uh, would be forbidden. Um, no pricing information, so we can't say that you have a sale, or we can't say like that uh, uh, specials, stuff like that. Anything that has, goes to price can't be mentioned either. Does that make it a hard sell? Sometimes, yeah. For people who are used to buying regular radio advertising, um, they might have sort of, or they already have scripts, and sometimes I have to redline about 80% of the script. Um, so I said, let's start over. They're like, let's not start with your radio advertising. Let's try to figure out a way of presenting yourself that uh, will um, definitely make, you know, will definitely make people curious about your business, but not be promotional by the FCC standard. So as station manager, do you have to sell the airtime? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my jobs. WNMC is brought to you with the support of Deborah J. Hall of Real Estate One on Randolph Street in Traverse City, your real estate consultant for life. You can contact Deborah for all of your real estate needs at 590-0936 or by visiting her website, findtchomes.com. Tell me about your other jobs then, because you've done the morning show from, um, I believe, about 6.30 till about 8 o'clock this morning. You do that five mornings of the week. Uh, I don't do it five mornings of the week because I can't. Um, it really, uh, I did when they first started a morning show. Um, and after about three months, I was, you know, sort of uh, getting ground down to the nub. So we had enough other people who were interested in doing it that we were able to sort of reallocate, uh, reallocate shifts and went down to four and now at three. And three seems to be, you know, in a way that I think is appropriate. So how does your average day, if there is such a thing, how does it pan out? What kind of duties do you perform? Well, a typical day would be this. I would come in and do the morning show. Uh, Follow up by just scanning my email for you know, things that may have gone wrong last night. Uh, the night DJs usually communicate me with me through email. So the equipment failures or, hey, did you know that there's, you know, an expletive on, you know, 
R54. I was like, no, I didn't, but I'll go fix that. Um, so that's a, a reference to a track. Yeah, it's, it's something that's in our current rotation. So we have a pretty large uh, current rotation of about 800 discs that are sort of fairly new that are, uh, you know, sort of are what we play primarily down here. So it's mostly new music down here. So, and there are people, you know, sort of uh, tasked with making sure that everything is clean on these things, but every once in a while, you know, you miss something. Is there any like, ramification about it? If you broadcast a track, a rap track, say, with profanity in it, does, does a fine happen? It can. Um, we're responsible for due diligence. We're not responsible for being perfect. Um, and given how much new music we play, it's to be expected that occasionally things will slip through the cracks. Uh, but we're responsible for trying to make sure it doesn't happen. Does somebody contact the regulator, the F FCC, and, yeah. and say, I heard somebody use the F word? Yes, that's happened. And the FCC usually doesn't take, doesn't take up those complaints unless they become persistent, or if it appears as if you're either doing it willfully or doing it uh, neglectfully. So you have to try to keep up the appearance uh, always to everyone that like we're doing our best to make sure this doesn't happen. So do you decide the music format? Do you decide what's on the playlist? Uh, no, there's a whole bunch of other people that do that. Um, and uh, I have, I contribute somewhat, like every once in a while people will sort of give me a CD, uh, f you know, because they think that I particularly might be interested in it. Um, and I'll pitch it at a, at a music director. But ultimately it's their decision whether or not to put it in. Broadcasting with the power of a moderately sized hairdryer. This is WNMC 90.7, Traverse City. Do you have trouble getting volunteers? Is it difficult getting enough staff? Uh, it, it is. It, there is almost always, uh, that's another thing that I'm doing quite often, it's training stuff. So we're almost continuously training people. Um, even though we have 90 volunteers at the moment, probably only about uh, 40 of them are sort of doing shifts on a regular basis at the moment. And that's probably about five short of what we need in order to cover the entire week. So there's always, we're always training more people and always figuring out what to do with an empty shift. We are here in studio from six until two most days. So there's four, there's four blank hours from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, right. So there's almost 24 hours. Yeah. And then that, that four hours is covered by uh, an automated program. So the computer covers that. So... And each, each night it's a different theme. So last night it was uh, folk and Americana, uh, two, to, two to six uh, on Thursday morning will be um, uh, world music. And then I think the next morning it's country. And then the next morning it's electronica. You don't do news as it were, you, you kind of do a review of what's in the paper. Uh, no, we don't, we don't produce news, we do read it. And sometimes we complain about it and correct the grammar and uh, comment on it. Uh, there are folks down here who know a lot about some things. Um, for instance, the big news story here for the past couple of years has been uh, they were building a permanent homeless shelter in town. And one of the DJs was actually the person that, that sort of did that. Yeah, we kind of have a brain trust down here. And also the listenership has a, a lot of folks who have particular knowledge of things. So if we get into a legal thicket, uh, we have a couple of like loyal, loyal lawyer listeners who will call in and, and sort of clarify things for us. So during the day, um, when you're in automation, the music is, is I'd say, jazz influence. Is that kind of the default format? For daytime, yeah. So that the, the sort of uh, the bread and butter of the radio station is, is a sort of jazz mix. 
So what we try to do is uh, use this sort of musical sophistication of jazz as a basis to uh, explore uh, folk music, um, blues, uh, and world music, uh, in addition to what the, the sort of the, the jazz core. You broadcast on television as well. For the morning show, yeah, which is the, the, the very worst directed uh, television show ever done anywhere in world history. So you've got, what, um, cameras that you can flick between? Yeah, we have three different angles. Essentially one camera that can, that can focus in on each host, and, uh, and two of the cameras have a decent wide shot as well. So it's pretty primitive. Finally, Eric, can I get a stealable <laughs> idea from you? Have you got anything that you do that's been a real success here that people running community not-for-profit radio stations in the UK can steal from you? I don't know if anything we've done is, is, is sort of innovative and no one else has done. Um, but one thing I have found uh, is doing live interactive shows on a regular basis is, uh, has really uh, gotten a lot of people interested in community radio who wouldn't normally be. Um, we have a show where once a month we do, uh, we do a show from a bar. And there are a number of people who become contributors to the radio station who are totally outside of our normal demographic. Um, and uh, I think that finding different ways to interact with people, uh, aside from just the radio, is, is really important to making community radio work in the future, I think. How do you do that show then? Do you do it using um, 4G on the phone or do you, do you have a, a tie line, a fixed Comrex line or something? Uh, we just do, we just do a, a, a stream, an audio stream from the site. So it has to have a good internet connection. Um, and sound quality is, is pretty good. I've never had anyone complain about it. Um, it's probably not quite as good as what would the normal fare on radio, but uh, it's almost there. And I think, that, uh, I think that in a lot of places that are better wired than Traverse City is, probably you could make it so that no one would ever know the difference. So would the music come from the um, destination bar yeah. as well? Every, the whole show comes from there? Yeah, the whole show comes from there. And I can remote control the studio as well. Um, from you know from the site, but usually we have somebody in here. Rachel, actually. Hi, Hello, Rachel. Rachel's that, That's using your automation system, as you can control it remotely. Yes. Yeah. So that, uh, but I think that you know finding ways to interact with people online, of course, but also like directly, physically, uh, and trying to develop an audience for um, things that they will actually attend, I think is a really important way of connecting people to community radio who would not normally think of it as something, as an option. So what would be, what would be in that show? If you, if you did a programme from a bar, what kind of thing would you do? Um, well, it's a, it's a country music show. It's kind of a classic country show. So it's one of the shows that actually uh, probably has uh, a wider, uh, wider appeal in, in this area of the country than, uh, than a lot of our other programming. We would do music, and usually uh, I host it along with the regular host, so I'm there to sort of, you know, just be, you know, somebody to talk to. Uh, folks come up and we have printed out country songs and they sort of recite them as, as if they were, you know, sort of poetry. People from the audience just, you know, come up on mic and, you know, chat. As you get to know people, you're like, this is, it's pretty safe. A lot of them have, you know, nicknames, things they're known for. Uh, people who work on the city road crew are regular attendees. Um, you can have them on us, you know, talk about, you know, clearing the snow, you know, in, in wintertime. But it, it's, you know, it's a very hometowny kind of thing. And, uh, and it's really worked well for us. You know, like, like I say, it, uh, uh, it has really helped us extend outside of the usual contributor base, which is 
usually upper middle class college educated people. And my thanks to Eric Hines and everybody at WNMC. Please let me know if you found that useful and then I'll do more next time I'm in a town with a radio station where somebody's happy to talk. And if you want a free weekly travel show along with 70 other community and commercial radio stations, just give me a shout. You can hear excerpts on greatdestinationsradioshow.com and you can hear a full show with a Listen Again service on the Upload Radio website. The show comes fully produced with music or just with dry links to drop straight into your automation system.